This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi there. Welcome to the 29th episode of the fourth season of The Saturday Quiz. My name's John Leary and it's my job on this podcast to ask the questions and hopefully my guests can provide the answers. Those guests today are both cast members of a show that has recently opened for the Melbourne Theatre Company, What If If Only, is one half of a double bill of short plays by one of the world's greatest living playwrights, Carol Churchill, that deals with grief, loss and possibility. Welcome to the show, Alison Bell and Steve Muzakis. Thank you very much, John Leary. Hello. Thank you. Thanks, Johnny. Nice to be here. So nice to have you both both on the uh, on the podcast. How, how's it going? How's the show going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my that's my, my don't, don't all rush uh, rush to answer at once. No, it's going it's going well. It's a beautiful piece. It's a joy to deliver it to an audience. Ah, oh, it's quite a roller coaster, isn't it? It's quite intense. Mm. Yeah, For I us. mean, I, I um, saw it on opening night, and I was absolutely enthralled by it. It, it is an exceptional piece of theatre, I think. Thanks, Just, Johnny. It, it's in. <laughs> he has to say that. <laughs> I have to say that. Yeah, For my listeners, true. Alison is my partner, so <laughs> I am yes, contractually obliged yeah. to. <laughs> if you like your life the way it is, yeah, that's, that's what you've got to say. But it is true. Um, I, I, I found me. doing the show, though, more than anything. Well, I've never had people saying things to me about the, sh- you know, the kinds of things that people are being saying about the show, kind of telling me really personal things about their lives and someone they've lost or, um, you know, going through kind of really traumatic stuff and really sharing that. I- I've never had people saying stuff like that to me after a, a show. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, normally, it's like you know, well done, that was great, or something. Yeah, but they're sure. not—they're not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we mention? Can I just mention that um, the play before ours? Yes. So your play, uh, "What If If Only," is in a double bill. So "Escaped Alone" is the other play um, with the play that you're both in. Yeah, and audiences see both. Short plays on one night, right? They do. Two for the price of one. It's a bargain. Excellent. <laughs> and not a long night in the theatre, right? No. no. So never fear. They're out by nine, aren't they? In, in at 7.30, out by nine. It's a, Amazing. It's a quick marvel. Quick show's a good show, you know. <laughs> Two quick shows are even better. 
So yeah, tell me tell is, me about Escaped Alone, which is the, Alone, the show before you guys. A stunning piece of writing about existentialism and how we live and resilience performed by four powerhouses of the theatre, Helen Morse, Didri Rubenstein, Kate Hood and Deborah Lawrence. You know, some of our great actresses on the stage together. It's wonderful, but it's about life. It's about enduring a long life and it's about friendship and connection and it's also about the apocalypse. (laughs) But... (laughs) Yeah. But putting that aside, it's a really stunning piece about resilience, I think, mm. and how, how we live and how we can get through things together. It's quite ex- mm. extraordinary. So it's a, it's a treat, isn't it, Steve, being on stage after those women, after they've warmed up the crowd for us? <laughs> yeah, that's one way to look at it. Um, another way to look at it is that's a tough act to follow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. I like the, I mean, yeah. I think thematically they, they, they share a lot of things. Uh, but they are two completely different pieces of theatre, which I think is great. Uh, ours is a little bit kind of more, I don't know, how would you describe it, Al? It, it's, you wouldn't say ethereal, uh, but it has no. it has some really existential sort of, has a spiritual element to it, yeah? I mean, mm. that, that's the only way I could kind of describe it. Yeah, it's it's about how we process grief, like how mm. we grapple with loss so it's quite epic and it expands to um, – it's impossible to actually describe what manifests on the stage, but it is about manifesting ideas and possibilities and what-ifs mm. and, and having to come to some acceptance that all of those what-ifs are now impossible. But there is a great catharsis in this piece, I think, so it's quite be- yeah. beautiful. Hopefully it doesn't yeah. leave people deep in their loss. Hopefully it leaves them at the other end of it. Yeah, Nice. Before we get Mm. into the quiz proper, Mm. I always ask my guests if they have a favourite piece of trivia. Do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia? I mean, right now, the only thing that's in my brain, apart from the play, is Mm. the Matildas. So, (laughs) (laughs) yes. So, you know, fun fact, Sam Kerr, the only... Australian footballer, the only footballer in the world, in fact, to win three golden boots across three continents in three different leagues. Wow. So there you go. Wow. That's good. Another fun fact, Tony Gustafsson, 50 and unwed, just so you know. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that, uh, about you knowing about his Tony Gustafsson's (laughs) marital status. Let's get into the questions. You ready? Let's do it. Here we go. Question number one. Lumens are a measure of what? Uh, uh, Is this in the recesses of your mind, Steve? uh, Lumens are a measure. uh, I know it's to do with light. Correct. (gasps) And it is a, uh, well, I don't know. I'm assuming it's some sort of, yeah, measure of light. Yeah. it, it, I mean, it um, is a measure of light. It is a measure of light, yeah. Specifically, it's the range of light that is visible to the human wow. eye. Wow. So, yeah. All, all that, you know, year 12 physics did not go two ways um, <laughs> completely. <laughs> it, it, uh, and it comes from lumen. The, the word lumen literally means light in Latin. Uh-huh. Uh, and illumination. And illumination, yeah, there you go. Well and done. And, of course... Uh, the Harry Potter spell for when they make a light at the end of the... Do you remember what that is, Alison Bell? Uh, luminous? 
No, you're close. It's just Lumos. 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 There you go. Sounds kind of Greek. Yeah, well, you sound kind of Greek as well. Hey, Mr. Lumos, right? There's too few (laughs) syllables to be Greek, though, right? To be a Greek surname. Um, Yeah. I mean, please. I'm going back to high school in the 1980s. Um, uh, uh, Well played. Uh, What is is light in in Greek? Is it like part of. uh, Do you speak Greek? I do, yeah. Uh, Light in Greek is phos. Phos, that's right. Which is quite simple. Mm. And I've never, you know, normally with Greek words, they sort of are adapted, like you were saying about the Latin word. Mm. Fos, I don't think exists anywhere else, as far as I know. Mm. Yeah. For, uh, like ph- phosphorus, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. There you go. I don't know either. I don't know either. <laughs> we'll see. We'll find. Someone will tell me. <laughs> Someone will know. Someone will know. All right. Question number two. Bill mm. Clinton was born on August 19, 1946. Of which state was he governor before he became U.S. president? And there's a bonus point for naming the year he assumed the presidency. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm going to say yeah. Arkansas. It's Arkansas. Yes. Very good. Yep. Oh, that was in my head, too. <laughs> I wasn't confident, but it was there. <laughs> yeah. Is it? 1988. No. It's is not correct. Hang on. Let's work this out. Because he was after... Old Bush. Oh, when he became president or when he became governor? No, president. president. Oh, president. Yeah. yeah. 90, ooh, that's 90. Whoa, so who took us into the Gulf George War? Bush, George Bush Senior. Senior. So that was Correct. that was in the 90s. That was 90, wasn't it? 90 to 93, 94. He would have done two terms. George Bush Senior would have done two terms. I don't remember when he got ooh. in, though, after Reagan. Was it after Reagan? Yeah. 94. No, you, I'm going you're, you couldn't be wronger, uh, Steve Mazakis, I'm, I'm afraid. The, famously, be George, <laughs> yeah, George Bush Sr., w- it was the first time since 1980 that an incumbent failed to win oh, re-election. So George Bush Sr. did not serve two terms. He only served one mm. term and was beaten at the election by Bill Clinton Clinton. And it was a landslide. Mm. It was like it was 370 electoral votes to 168 electoral votes. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, there's a wow. there's a slight trick in the question because it's naming the year he assumed the presidency rather than the year of the election. Yeah. So right. if you can tell me either the election year or the year that he assumed the presidency, I'll give it to you. Is was the election in '92? The election was in '92. So '93. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was that early. For some reason, I, I, I thought it was later. There you go. Very well done. And that's why uh, George Bush Jr. was so, uh, you know, was so like to avenge his dad and the one time. <laughs> yeah. Hamlet, well, Hamlet-esque. I'm pretty sure that yeah. was a part of it. Hamlet-esque. Yeah. Very Shakespearean. <laughs> and speaking of Shakespearean, question number three. Oh. A sonnet comprises how many lines? Is it 14. It is 14. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. Did you know that, Steve? No. I did not. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, they they have 14 lines. There are two primary types of sonnets. Do you know what they are? Is this for another point or are you just throwing? 
No, no, well, extra it's questions, just chit chat. Yeah, <laughs> ones that ones that rhyme and ones that don't. No, they all rhyme. Uh, uh, well, they usually all rhyme. <laughs> there, might be, there might be ones that don't. <laughs> um, the bad ones. There, don't. There's Petrarchan. Oh, so fr- the, from the uh, 14th century Italian poet Francesco Petrarch, who came up with the the concept of a sonnet. Uh-huh. Uh, and so the, their structure consists of an octave and then a sestet. So eight okay. lines and then six lines. And that's in iambic pentameter. Mm-hmm. Or the Shakespearean or English sonnet, which is again in iambic pentameter with three quatrains, or usually three quatrains, four line stanzas and a final uh, rhyming couplet. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Thanks. Feel free to regale us with one if you'd like. Uh, Alison Bell's probably got a a sonnet in her head. Let us not to the marriage of two minds admit impediments. Is that how it starts? Oh, yeah, that's good. I can't remember the rest. Do you know it? That's a good one. Do you know the rest of it? No, I don't. It's gone. See, I'm I'm just full of what if, if only. So there's only room for one script Mm. at a time. I used to know it. Sonnet 116, that is. Let me not to the marriage of true minds oh, true admit mind. impediments. I think I love said. is not love. Which, which alters, alters when, when it, it alteration finds, nor bends with the remover to remove. No, it is an ever-fixed mark that looks on tempests and is never shaken. It is the something to something, something, something. It is the star <laughs> to every wandering bark, whose worth's worth, unknown, whose although worth's his unknown. height be taken. Yes. Love's not time's fool, though rosy lips and cheeks within his bending sickle's compass come. Love alters not with his brief hours and weeks, but bears it out even to the edge of doom. If this be error and upon me proved, I never writ nor no man ever loved. It's, it's, one, it's one of the best. It's one of the best. Nice. It's yeah, beautiful. Good work. He's very he's very comfortable with aging. Is our dear William Shakespeare? Mm. There's always so many of the sonnets have references to getting old and mm. not deteriorating. You know, like but but things enduring through mm. age. And I think we need to recite the sonnets a bit more these days. Yeah, possibly <laughs> in, our, in our ageist <clears throat> society. Nice. Thanks, Johnny. Oh, my my pleasure. Thank beautiful. you for I'd I'd not encountered that one before. Mm. All right. Question number four. Yeah. In the song Time Warp, <laughs> it's just a jump to the left and then a step to the right. What happens next? Oh, it's just a jump to the left and then a step to the right. No. Put your no, no, hands. No, 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 no. no. It's on your hip. I think that's a bit hard. Put your hands. No, I mm-hmm. think we're there. Put your hands yeah. on your hips. Really? Yeah. Da, 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 da. I don't know yeah. what that, they say there. The With your hands on your yeah, hips. What? Something around? I don't Something around, yeah. Well, that's, what I <laughs> that's the action that you do. Um, do we need to give you the whole phrase? No, you just have to finish there. So right. it's going to rhyme. What's it going to rhyme with? Put your hands on your hips. Oh, I can't remember. So it's just a jump to the left it's and then a step to the, to the right. right. With your hands, with your hands on, on your, your hips. hips. Hands on your hips. There's another body part involved and the, the, the rhyme is with... Right. Another body part. Yeah. Sight. No, no. There's another body part involved. That involved, but that does not rhyme with right. 
You do something else with it. No. Shake it. No. no. Neither of us have been in this show, have we? No. I've never even oh, no. seen this show. Have you Have, have you ever seen... Rocky Horror? Uh, Rocky Horror? No, I haven't either. I, I, only the film. Only the film. Right. And I remember very early 80s, it was a real... It was the cult mm. of Rocky Horror mm. was around... And I remember I was slightly a bit young to see it. Yeah. And I remember just desperately, you know, my older brother talking about, oh, I think I, I caught it at some point on video, you know, yeah, like yeah. just <laughs> running into the room going, oh, guy with suspenders, what? <laughs> Mind blown. Tim Curry in, uh, in drag, mm. yeah. Okay. Mm. You bring your knees in. Tight. Tight. With your hands on your hips, you bring your knees in tight. That's That's the... Lyric, I'm missing happy. lyric. That feels uncomfortable. Well, it that is. That instruction. You know, and you do, you do that, that kind <laughs> a, of. A tight knee swivel. It all around. Tight knee swivel. Yeah, that's what yeah, you do. Yeah, you shake it and, and you shake it all around. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> You're now. doing the hokey Completely. pokey now. <laughs> no, I know. I was just thinking knees to your hips. If you'd like, think about it. Put your knees to your hips. Not your knees like, to oh, your yeah. hips. <laughs> Bring your hands no, so to your hips. That's impossible, Steve. And your knees to your... To, together. Your knees together. Knees oh, in tight. Oh, knees in tight. Oh, okay. So it's a little shimmy. Good Lord. Okay. <laughs> Question number five. In the game of chess, which pieces begin in the corners of the board? Oh. Do you play chess, Steve? I don't. I do not play chess. Oh. I've never had the patience for it, but I have I have tried. Um, Is it the ones that look like oh, little... They're, 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 the pawns are on the corner. No, no, the pawns sure are along, along the front. The front. Oh, along the they're front. the second row. It's, isn't it the one that looks like a little turret? Mm-hmm. Exactly what's, right. What's, what's Which, that called, What's another Steve? word for that? Rook. No. Rook is the right answer. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Very well done, Alison Bell. I did, not, I did not know that. The Rook or... Do you play chess? Do you guys play chess? No. no. Uh, who's got the time for chess? <laughs> not us. Not us. And speaking of time, no. we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Alison Bell and Steve Muzakis, and we are up to question number six. Who did the Australian Diamonds defeat to win their 12th Netball World Cup in Cape Town this month. This is embarrassing. I, I saw so, the picture of them. I don't know about this. Because we can only, in this country, we can only support one female sporting team at a <laughs> one time. One women's sporting, female sporting team, team at a time. It's yeah, not enough room. Um, <clears throat> that was a joke. Um, <laughs> was it New Zealand? It's I usually New Zealand. It is usually New Zealand. But it wasn't. You're right. The US. But it wasn't. There, uh, it there was. have been... 16 Netball World Cup tournaments since the first one in 1963, with a whopping 12 of those won by Australia and the remaining four won outright by New Zealand. 
as well as a weird three-way tie in 1979 between Australia, New Zealand, and any guesses to what the third nation might be? South Africa? No. Trinidad oh. and Tobago, of course. What? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Good on them. Yeah. Bizarrely, at that tournament, each of the top three teams won eight out of nine matches, losing only once to one of the other two. So New wow. Zealand defeated Trinidad and Tobago, Trinidad and Tobago defeated Australia, wow. and Australia defeated New Zealand. But there were no, there was no, uh, nothing in the rules at the time to provide a way of determining an outright winner under those circumstances. So they, the they share the title. Oh, that's nice. So, like that. but what about who, this year? <laughs> yeah, this year, with the competition in Africa for the first time in the it's the sixtieth anniversary of the Netball Women's World Cup. Oh, this is terrible! I've just seen the pictures of them, you know, hoisting the thing. Mm. I didn't read who they beat. No idea. I have no idea. Can you help um, us, Johnny? I'm gonna. I can. I can give you one clue that will give it away completely which is that there was some vengeance achieved for this nation the other night in another oh, world. England. Cup. It was England. England. Yeah. Oh. And, and England actually defeated Australia gr- at the group stage. Wow. Which was the first time that England had ever defeated Australia in the tournament. Although at that time, both teams had already qualified through to the semis already. Right. But, yeah, the Australian Diamonds ran away with it in the final, beating the Roses 61-45. to 45. That is some consolation uh, for the other night. Yes, but, of course, the other night, England, uh, def- the, the Lionesses defeating our Matildas in the football or the soccer w- Women's World Cup, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. Still an amazing... Incredible. An amazing result. Absolutely. Incredible humans. Yeah. All right, question number seven is a bit of a weird one to do on a podcast because it is a spelling one. Oh, not my forte. So, are pens, pencils and paper items of stationery or stationery? So, ah. the, two, the two spellings of stationery. Is it S-T-A-T-I-O-N-E-R-Y or... S-T-A-T-I-O-N-A-R-Y. Stationary or stationary? Ari. A. Ari. I'm pretty sure it's Ari. Pens, pencils and and paper Mm. are station Ari with an A? Yes. Mm, That's what I'm going with. Correct. It is stationary. (laughs) Stationary. We were both so certain. Still and we're in the in the spot. I don't think I've ever written it with an ER. That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't think you've I'm ever written to, it with uh, an I'm ER to, either. I'm trying to think about all those times I've been to office work. There's absolutely no way <laughs> I've ever seen it with an E. This is like the Mandela effect. You know, where it's like the, the, yeah. the, yeah, the yeah. changed reality on yeah. you. <laughs> we're in the Ari reality. I'm, oh, I'm in the goodness. Ari reality. How reality. funny. <laughs> yeah, you were both so confident that it was Harry. Yeah. <laughs> because I'd never seen it ever start with an E. Yeah, to, to be honest, I think I, w- I was probably with you on that one as well. I'm going to hit people with that all the time now. <laughs> as a stationer, P, 
person or shop selling paper pens and other writing and office materials. Right. So not yes. a station R. Yeah. A R. A stationer. Stationer. Yeah. yeah. Like a baker. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There yeah. you go. That's how you can perhaps remember it in the future. Perhaps. Probably don't need to. <laughs> probably won't come up ever again. <laughs> Question number eight. Which founding member of Cold Chisel last month released an album titled Rivers Run Dry? Well, Jimmy. Was it Jimmy or was it the uh, or was it Ian Moss? They're the only two I know. They're the only two you know? Do you know? Uh, there's, uh, there's Don, there's Don the, the writer of a lot of those songs, and I, I, know, I know he's written a book. And I have this sense that maybe he's come back and recorded an album of his own. I could be completely wrong. He he is also Don, yes a, a founding member of Cold Chisel. But is it him? You're talking about Don Walker. Don Walker, that's it. And Alison Bell has named Ian Moss and of course Jimmy Barnes. Have we already said the one of the, have we said you, the one? You have already said the one. Okay. So River which runs one? Dry. I haven't seen anything about this album launch, which would, okay. which um, I would would I'm, rule out Jimmy Barnes, I reckon. Yeah, that would rule out Jimmy Barnes. And also, you know what? What he's not actually a founding member of Cold Chisel, <gasps> isn't he? No, he joined very soon after the the band, which was originally called Orange Oof. in Adelaide in nineteen seventy three. <laughs> but it was yeah, it was founded by. Ted Brunecki and Les Kashmarek with Ian Moss, mm. Steve Prestwich and Don Walker. So they were the original members. And did they all stay on when Jimmy arrived or did someone leave? The first two, Ted Brunecki and Les Kashmarek, they left. They were the first to leave. So right. uh, Ian Moss, Steve Prestwich and Don Walker were the kind of mainstays of of Cold Chisel with other other band members including jimmy barnes coming and going so it's either don or ian steve mm. i would say uh, i'm gonna handball it to you I, I don't think i don't i don't think don i think don walker's a writer but i don't think don't think he's a singer ian's definitely a singer I'm say, it's gotta be it's gotta be mossy it is 100 ian moss yes. Woo. do you remember uh ian moss's debut single as a solo artist Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> His uh, massive hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's, it's a, a young girl is involved. Um, yes, yes, exactly. Always. Uh, it's not, it's not, I keep coming with Jesse's girl, but I know it's not. It's um, not Jesse's girl, but. It's the Tucker's daughter. Tucker's it daughter. It is exactly Tucker's daughter. <laughs> yeah. Tucker's Very daughter. well done. Great Can song. you give us a, give us a couple of bars? <laughs> Can I give you a couple of bars? Um <laughs> Um, Tucker's daughter's a memory. Very <laughs> beautiful, Steve. That's just, yeah, that's just, that's just good. I mean, I don't know the actual lyrics. It got a money up, There we go. <laughs> Slap my knee bone to the ground. Is that what it is? <laughs> I think it was. Bring your knee bo- knees in tight. Is that what? It- <laughs> well, don't ask me. I was talking about my knees to my chest. I mean, uh, I'm, 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 I'm not, like, hips. Well, yeah. knees to my hips. I was, well, I well, that's kind of it's a pretzel move. It doesn't make sense at all. All right, very well done. Yes, Ian Moss released uh, an album earlier this month or last month called Rivers Run Dry. Question number nine. 
Is a Queen Alexandra's birdwing a type of butterfly, bat, or bird? It's, a, oh. it's, an, it's an absolute guess. Yeah. Across the board. Um, mm. My guess ideas? would be not a clue. But the birdwing, like you kind of rule out bird, wouldn't you? <laughs> so study the obvious. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna guess butterfly because of the queen business. I don't know why. Mm. But yeah, sure. I I'll mean, back you. Qu- I'm going to go with butterflies. Queen, bats aren't usually queen, are they? No, they're not. Yeah. You don't associate. They're not royalty. <laughs> bats with royalty? <laughs> no. Yeah. So you are correct. The queen yes, Alexandra's birdwing is a type of butterfly. Ornithoptera alexandrae, the queen Alexandra's birdwing, is the largest species of butterfly in the world. Wow. With females reaching wingspan slightly in excess of 25 to 28 centimetres. Whoa. Isn't that huge? It's nearly a foot. That's absurd. That's, That's yeah. frightening. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if one the of them came one. towards you. Yeah, get this. So they're, they're only found in um, a small area in eastern Papua New Guinea. Wow. And the first person, mm. Albert Stuart Meek, who was the first person to discover it, or, you know, the, a naturalist who collected the first ever specimen, by shooting it down with a <gasps> shotgun. <laughs> oh, wow. And that, that specimen is still in the collection of the Natural History Museum in London. And with it's a got hole like, in it. With holes in it. Yeah, with holes in the wings. <gasps> Bullet holes, shotgun, you know, pellet holes. That's nuts. Crazy, that's, isn't that's it? Into, would that be considered the, the biggest butterfly in the world? I, yes, I can't imagine. I can't imagine a butterfly that big. That'd be yeah. amazing to look at. Just a, a foot, a foot wide, really. Do you remember wow. Johnny when we lived in LA and there was those that weird week where there were all the butterflies? It was like a little butterfly plague at the beginning of spring. Oh yeah, it was weird wow. and very beautiful, but yeah, but quite kind beautiful. of kind of creepy. It's always funny how in America, I'm sure you guys got it. I, I used to get it all the time. And so my response was, because then it's like, oh, Australia, there's so many things down there that can kill you. I mean, it's frightening, right? I mean, all these. And I'm like, yeah, you know what's not there? You know what we don't have? And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, AR-15s. Um, <laughs> like, I don't think you should be afraid of Australia. Although, yes, we do have some. Yeah, the, wa- the not wildlife. Not as many deadly sure. humans. Yeah, no. not as many deadly humans. All right, we are up to the yeah. final question. Question number 10. According to the saying, the road to what is paved with good intentions? Uh, is it is it Heaven? But now I'm kind of like... One of you said hell and one of you said heaven. No, no. So, no we both said heaven. We both said heaven. Oh, you both said heaven. Yes. We both said heaven, oh, no, but the, now that hell. I'm saying it's it... It's hell. It's hell. Sorry, I gave that away. You did, but I thought, still... I thought, Alzabel, you said hell. Uh, we can go yeah, back and do he- that. Why would heaven... Heaven, doesn't make, heaven does not make sense. And then it I doesn't. thought, oh, that can't be the same. <laughs> why am I saying that? <laughs> That's why we were sort of like heaven with a question mark. Yeah. Heaven? Yeah. No, it's hell. Well done. No, it's the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I just said well done to you, John Leary. But um, actually, well done for me. I didn't, to me, I didn't come for picking it up. The road to the hell end. is paved with good intentions. What a disturbing, mm. what a disturbing saying. But what a <laughs> terrific truism. Yeah. Oh, God. 
And there's a, there's no definitive answer to where that aphorism comes from. Mm. So I can't give you I can't give you that information. I'm I'm afraid. Mm. I'm sorry. That's all right. Well, you can just leave well us with done. that. You. you did incredibly well. Well done, Af. Yeah. Well done. You were yeah. all nervous. You thought you weren't going to get any. You just about got them all, I reckon. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. A few, no, a few guesses. Involved a lot there of guessing. Well. That's all right. That's what it is. <laughs> but I really, I really thought, because Churchill is quite mind-bending, isn't it, Steve? And I really thought my mind would not be able to unbend to, to speak about logical trivia type things today. But it's we have managed it. Well done, us. Well done, the pair of you. And well done, and best of luck for the rest of the season of, of What If, If Only, which is playing in a double bill with Escaped Alone. They're both plays by Carol Churchill. And audiences see both plays on one night right now in the Sumner at the South Bank Theatre until the 9th of September. It's been a joy having you both on the show. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Thanks for having us. See you tonight, Alison. Yeah. <laughs> See you in yeah. a few hours. That sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? Um, it, does, it sounds a yeah. bit strange. It does um, sound a bit at weird. At work. At work. Um. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> good luck um, thanks. thanks guys thanks Johnny good to see you thanks for doing it Steve. yeah good to see you too oh, yeah pleasure. thank you so much Steve alright see, see you soon bye bye, bye.